This is Hallway Digressions, laughs, rants, and musings on life and culture from the Lakewood Park Bible Department. Okay, welcome everybody to episode two of Hallway Digressions. Um, many thought that we couldn't do it, that we couldn't break into the the number two episode range, and I read a, I read a stat earlier this week that said that if if you get past episode one, then you have a ninety percent chance of a long life for your podcast. You guys come across that oh. stat anywhere? Wow, no. I totally no, just I made that up. Episode one, I was thinking <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> It sounded impressive. It sounded yeah. Impressive. <laughs> I don't know. Just you get past episode one, Star Wars, then, <laughs> oh. you know, dark, dark, then chances are you got a ninety. If you survive the pod race, <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yes. that goes on. Wait, isn't that the whole movie? Uh... <laughs> yeah. If you survive the pod race, then you get to look forward to seeing Hayden Christensen play. Uh, oh yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas, uh, you'll appreciate this shout out that I'm going to give to one of our students. So over in the LP Youth Zoom on Wednesday nights, uh, we've been blessed by the virtual presence of one McKenna Stone. Mm. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. So she's been chiming in through the East Coast. And um, I mentioned we were talking about highlights and lowlights of the last week. And I said that recording this episode one was like a highlight of my week. Like I genuinely enjoyed the conversation with you guys in the fellowship. And she said she loved, loved, loved the podcast. So we are, we've broken like, out of Indiana wow. <laughs> with yeah. uh, only one episode. At least there's we're, one. We're exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to see the numbers. They just need to see the reach. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> We've got listeners in Myrtle Beach now. That's yeah, awesome. That's, yeah. that's right. That's right. Ignore long, those we'll... YouTube analytics. Yeah, just uh, uh, don't go it. there. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I pick and choose what I want to look at when, <laughs> for, to define our success. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, cheers to the Stones out on the East Coast. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hey, one other thing that we won't do want to say out loud before we dive into some other content for this week is any students any any parents really we'll take questions from parents too but anybody mm -hmm. listening that wants to um suggest something for us to to i was gonna say rant or chat about or <laughs> laugh about <laughs> i yeah, suppose yeah. um if you want to throw any talking points out if you want to throw any questions out if you want to submit an article to us to look at and to um uh, ruminate over you're welcome to send those in um, just email them to me at ljohnson at lakewoodpark.org. And yeah, we'll um, see if we need, get any crowd feedback <laughs> since, we're, since we're such a booming uh, program now. That's uh, right. Going, going uh, what do you call it? Tra transcontinental? Are, are, we, are we quite transcontinental? Or <laughs> transcontinental? <-like. laughs> Wait. All we, all we have are McKenna Stone. I don't think she's in another <laughs> continent. Uh, Although South me, Carolina, oh, well, wait, South Carolina yeah. could be. What do we call it? Trans, trans uh, across the country? In, interstate. Interstate? 
interstate. <laughs> national is it's nationally. Or, or wait, wait, would it be is it's, international? Yeah. Not we're well, not international. international. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we are we are quickly losing credibility as yes, any yes. reputable source on anything. So let's. <laughs> it's episode two. What do you expect? Episode two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we. We've only had a week to prepare for this one. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, okay. So, how's how's home life this week? Any any updates on what's going on going on in your homes? Any any stories about parenting, marriage, life together with your immediate family? Brett, you got anything going on? Yeah. Well, first of all, so I told you guys, so uh, I think I wore this to school once, but just in case you're wondering like what in the world. Uh, uh, so remember our conversation last week. So Luke, didn't you say you were digressing and uh, going back to your uh, Saturday morning as a kid days, you know, eating right. cereal. So that's, yeah, that's right. uh, my heart obviously resonated with that. So I actually wear this for two reasons. So cereal killer, because uh, I love cereal. <laughs> But we actually the last the last two nights and the, du- and the double meaning <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> but win win so last night uh, or the last two nights Brittany and I watched uh, a documentary on uh, not to make it a dark turn but it is uh, <laughs> so Jeff there's a there's a two part documentary on Jeffrey Dahmer and a lot of it is based on uh, an interview with him. Um, so from his own, you know, mouth, uh, you guys, yeah, you, you have to, uh, check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. And, and I'll just say, uh, a, so spoiler, um, he, I didn't know this, but evidently, uh, he claims he, um, he, uh, surrendered his life to Christ really, uh, in prison. And, um, when you heard him in the interview, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounded you know, he gave some good answers really? uh, about his, can his sins be forgiven? And he was talking about the blood of, of Jesus Christ uh, on the cross. And uh, I mean, it, it, it was almost one of those moments where it, you know, it, it was kind of hit you there a little bit. Cause it's like, wow. You know, I, I mean, of course he, he, he deserved his, his, uh, his sentences, you know, uh, which was like 900 some years or so, or yeah, it was something like that. But um, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I didn't know that, but anyway, I find those, those stories fascinating. And uh, just like with uh, Ted Bundy, uh, you know, you hear his, uh, his words, this guy, he was sane and uh, he knew what he was doing. And uh, he, um, you know, often I think our, um, our culture, uh, we, because we come from the humanistic perspective that, so we're inherently good, you know, uh, so what happens then when we see people like Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy, well, we have to put them into some different category uh, that, that, you know, they're different than, uh, than us. They're, they're somehow anomalies when um, I don't think they were, and which is, kind of the, the scary yeah. thing, but it shows us the reality of sin. When we embrace our sin and uh, indulge in it, it's going to progress and lead us to more and more. And you can see that in both of their lives, not only in their lives, but they say it from their own mouths uh, before they died. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. Is that, yeah, is that Netflix? Um, 
No, uh, we have uh, Amazon, and so it was somehow through that it was on like uh, oxygen or something. Whatever. start. Yeah, yeah, and I, I even said one of those old jokes too uh, about Dahmer. Brittany, Brittany was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "You never heard that old joke." So I, I don't know if I should. <laughs> you say no, I'm serial. <laughs> no it was uh did you hear that they found what they found in the shower and she's like what i said head and shoulders oh, are you serious it's uh, yeah you know the shampoo so that's why i was like okay i remember that from like fourth grade anyway so uh, well hey to, to get out of this dark subject uh, yeah, so, so yeah. how are we segueing so, into your home here yeah <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Well, no. well his, his, shirt, his shirt is a confession. He has, <laughs> yes. he has bodies in his basement. We saw that in the last video. <laughs> yeah, right? You guys said this was hallway confessions. So yes, thank that's you. right. So, um, uh, no, actually, so... Send this video to the authorities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> we, we talked about uh, the stimulus check a little bit last week. So let, let me just tell you guys... So what's been happening this week? I'll try to make it quick. Just uh, our uh, our a lot of our stimulus money, I think, is going to Disney, in support of uh, Frozen with the new Frozen craze. And yeah, uh, I'll just uh, briefly here's here's the basement tour part two. I got to show you guys this because it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty cool. So now um, also also Brett, um, do yeah. remember that that we have broken the glass ceilings into into spotify so we're not just doing good video on youtube we're also doing good good radio so um use your adjectives let the people yeah. let the people see with their ears make sure to narrate <laughs> as you take us as you take yes. us on this tour yes. okay so as we make our way out into the playroom into the dream house actually you can see one of the little <laughs> slofers is out here right oh, now but, yeah uh, that, that yeah. one's moving oh. <laughs> special <laughs> guest yeah. special guest he is well, let me show you guys. So, so, so here's some new additions. Uh, here is how we are. Uh, say, uh, say hi real quick. Hi. So here's hi. how we are adding to. So we've got a lot of these. They're like, you, you see them at Walmart. They're like Barbie dolls, but they're they're Disney, and they got all kinds of characters. They I got think. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so oh. these new ones that we got. We got Elsa. You, you, Ooh, you Elsa. have to order them. You have to order them online. You can only get them online because they're limited. So they actually have, Anna. yeah, they, they actually have, it's the parents of Elsa oh. and Anna. So they, oh they have their parents. And sure. then, then how do you, how do you play with those? Me or her? <laughs> I, I think they, I think they I, drowned on a ship, right? So, <laughs> thank you. I, that's how you play with them. I, that's oh, what I we're drowning. <laughs> It came in a package, and I was like, "Where's the boat?" <laughs> so, so yeah, like here's uh, and it's the little Elsa and the little Anna, and so like you would not. I mean, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and tell you, um, these like this package of these because it was like limited and only online. It was like forty bucks for these things. Yes, and then and then that's not the end of it. You need to buy another one, another set for yourself. Keep it in the box. Yeah, right. Yeah, 20 right, years right. from now. Sell it. <laughs> so check these out. These just came. 
Uh, these are uh, Elsa. <laughs> Wait, we got Elsa and Is Anna. that a head? Uh, <laughs> these are Elsa and Anna scalps. I mean wigs <laughs> that, uh, that we got. <laughs> so you can see the little brain here on the Anna. And, uh, yeah. So $20 a piece. <laughs> $20 per wig? Yes. I mean, wow. I don't know. Brett, wh Brett which one do you wear? <laughs> <laughs> this one looks a little more natural on me. Yeah, <laughs> natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? You're not a. You're not I, all the way. I don't really wear them. I mean, would it be creepy if we just like hung these on the wall? <laughs> I mean, uh, we defeated uh, Arendelle, kind of a thing. I don't know. Okay. That was that was you in that was you in the eighties, right? You put your earring in. <laughs> no, put that on. I, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I did. I had the shaved up to here kind of a, you know, thing. So it was, uh, yeah. And so we didn't just get this. We've had it, but here's uh Oh, wow. That's like oh, a life-size spin. Yeah, just about. And he, like, check this out. With carrot? Well, he usually talks. They must have shut him off. And so it's really weird. You weren't so, worried uh, about that stimulus check going to Frozen 2. No. Well, this, this one was a Christmas present, but oh, okay. yeah, he, I was trying to get him to talk. Here we go. Maybe? No? I guess he... Because uh, sometimes it's really weird. I'll be like upstairs and nobody's down here and it's all dark and it's like, I need a snack. It's kind of creepy. So, oh, anyway, reindeer but. are better than people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's, uh, that's been, been our week. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, you want to, you want to compete with that? <laughs> no, no, I do not. I have, wow. You had a normal uh, week. <laughs> yeah. My, you know, it was so exciting because I installed toilets this week. So <laughs> Ooh, wow. yeah. really exciting really exciting stuff um no uh, but with the family we had we've just been like kind of alternating um every other week we have like a you know we a family night together and uh so we've been like going back and forth between movies and games and mm. last week we um we had like a family uh hide and go seek in the dark uh, game so that went on for a couple hours so that was a whole Ooh, lot of fun because wow. in our new house we have a lot more uh, places to hide yeah. so uh, and then you know in the dark you get to uh, bring your kids to the hospital after that so, uh, <laughs> 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 that did not happen uh, although we have like all of our picture frames and stuff in the middle of the living room floor. And I still don't know to this day how nobody stepped on those or oh, wow. broke their <laughs> ankle super, on them or I don't impressive. know. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> was that in there so you could like hear if somebody was hiding in the living room? Like yeah, I know. <laughs> either hear the broken yeah. glass or the screen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that and the bear trap in the other room, you know. <laughs> And then there's Legos on the floor. The yeah, just sprinkling oh, Legos. Yeah. Yeah. This will get them. This that would be all them. it would take. Yeah, that's a that's good it. idea, actually. Yeah. I'm going to do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, kids. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, toilets and hide and go seek. Sounds like a good week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we yep. definitely call that a win win, the two of those things <laughs> paired together. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, awesome. Luke? 
Yeah. So my, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I saw a meme from that Instagram account, the dad, and he was talking about like quarantine day, like 486. And we may have even said this last time. I don't even know. I, I can't distinguish between what's, what's real memory and what's not real memory. <laughs> I can't tell between reality and not. And, but he was, he said, um, at this point in the quarantine, the only way to tell time is dark time and loud time. <laughs> I feel like that's where we're at. Like there's, there's just no yeah. distinguishing between uh, days or seasons or, or times outside of, is it dark out or is it loud out? <laughs> um, but this, this, is a, this is a funny story. So Josh, our four-year-old, he, he, he just has these outlandish requests at like the worst times ever, which is typically bedtime when we're trying to get him to bed. Yes. And, and he'll just, he, he started doing this thing where as you're walking out the door, like you got it open, you're sliding out, you're about to get it shut. And then it'd be like, Hey dad, one more question. Ah! And so, all right, just one more question. That's it. Just one, one last question. And he just starts saying these crazy things. And so um, like last night, this is what he said. He said, dad, I need you to buy me watermelon and a cupcake. <laughs> watermelon and a cupcake those were his demands um now wow. i'll say the perk of this is somehow uh he's become totally satisfied with the answer later <laughs> so and so all we have to say is later and he'll say okay thank you and lay down so i said later he said okay thank you and he laid down and so um so yeah i, I suppose i suppose that's uh that's that's about it you know, chances are, though, later he really, you really will. I'm sure bring a watermelon. Yeah, that's, the that's what I'm saying. At some point. I'll get, some a, point I'll get a watermelon at some point. Yeah. 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 I'm not signing any contractual of, uh, deal of 48 hours or anything. He has a list. He has a list next to his bed entitled later <laughs> and all the things. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. One, day he'll, one day he'll call it all into account. And Dad? Yeah. Dad. This is now. what you owe me. <laughs> now, later is now. <laughs> and then that's when you can start with the IOUs. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what was that? The old, yeah. uh, oh, Dumb and Dumber. I, I, you, that one, that's a car. <laughs> I'm good for that. I'm good for that. And uh, so that's Josh at bedtime. Caleb, so, you know, we joked about how we like tricked our boys into forever staying in their rooms. And, and that, that's still true, but we have allowed Caleb the, um, the ability to use the restroom. So, um, groundbreaking that he can wow. use the restroom He's been upgraded. overnight. Yeah, yeah. So, but but he'll he knows that he better not go beyond the bathroom. Um, but this is what he's been doing. So since he's been working in my office downstairs for his schoolwork, I've been working in the spare room as like my new like setup office, which is right next to his room. And so what I've noticed that he's been doing is he's been like leaving me gifts like on Uh-oh. my computer. Like he's been, he'll leave like a Pokemon card. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was linked to the bathroom. <laughs> he's been getting the bathroom, my office mixed up. It's been a mess. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll like leave this in a, so like I'll see it in the morning, like during a meeting or something like that. And then he'll, he'll always check up later on in the day. Hey dad, did you see that Pokemon card I left you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Thanks. Thanks buddy. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's like it. That's that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's thoughtful. Yeah. Um, nice. yeah, so we're working together. 
Um, well, hey, how about uh, you guys come across any any good media lately? Anything that you've read, article, book, you're reading anything good? You, uh, I don't know, it, it has the theology of Frozen 2 and doing the next right thing just really been <laughs> revolutionary in your home? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I really, I really found the, uh, you know, toilet installation manual fascinating. Yeah. Was, uh, Have you ever done one before? Or was this like, let's experiment and see if this no, works I, or not? <laughs> I have I have done one before we put okay. in new toilets in our other house it's like the first thing we do because you know those little there's I have these like little round toilets that you know you can hardly sit on top of yeah right you know they should they call it a throne for a reason so I want it to be like a throne so I want, I want all the amenities yes yes if Give I'm gonna spend more time here than anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but seriously Speaking of which, where are you sitting right now nick <laughs> that cushion yeah. behind you that's just uh, yeah throw us yeah off. that's that's just that's just the added uh components of the yeah. toilets you know you have to have a padded seats cushioned back yes. cup holder nice throne. yeah <laughs> mini yeah, fridge TV, next to you. tv in front of it you know yeah <laughs> you get one of those little like tv stands that they have for like your couch while you eat meals or something like yeah. that get one of those <laughs> people, bathroom. these people who are slumming it and bringing their phone into the bathroom oh, come, on. come on i mean you need, you need something bigger than neanderthals that. It's just savages. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it looks to be elite <laughs> oh my god uh, so uh, nice, but, yeah. <laughs> but seriously <laughs> Oh gosh, I've um, I've been reading in the Gospel of Luke, <laughs> uh, and um, and I came across and I've read it before and I've bookmarked it before, but uh, Luke seventeen um, verses one through ten were really just a reminder to me um, about uh, just our kind of attitudes during this time of uh, quarantine. And, you know, we can be questioning what's going on, what God's doing and all this stuff. And, um, and um, so just to summarize quickly, the first part of the chapter, Jesus says that, you know, if, um, if uh, your, your brother comes to you and I think it's like if he uh, sins against you, you know, multiple times, I forget the number he gives, some outlandish number in a day, you are to forgive him. And the apostles, they're like, Oh Lord, increase our faith. And like, you can get their mindset. Like, listen, if, if somebody is doing the same thing and hurting me in the same way, you know, multiple times a day, I'm going to be like, yo, dude, you don't, you don't really mean this. Yeah. And, um, but the apostles got what Jesus was saying and he's like, you're supposed to forgive. And they're like, we we don't have that kind of faith. I I mean, I don't have that kind of faith. That's ridiculous. And then Jesus responds. It's very interesting. He says, you know, he tells a story about, you know, if a servant is out, you know, planting and harvesting or, or working in the field, and then he comes in, will you ask the servant to sit down at the table and eat first? Or will you ask him to, to do what he's supposed to do, to prepare the meal and do all that? And he says, so will you um, um, do, because basically that's what's required of you as servants. Mm. Um, and so it's very interesting that you know, how often we become, um, what's the word, privileged, we think, by 
how mm. God is supposed to respond. And then Jesus says, you know, listen, you know, when, when you've done all the things that were commanded to you, you know, you're going to say we're unprofitable servants. We have done what our duty was. Mm. And um, I thought that was interesting because oftentimes we can, you know, judge God and say, you know, God, what are you doing here? What's this is crazy and have all these expectations for what God's supposed to be doing. And Jesus says, listen, you're just, you're just servants. You're going to, you're going to be saying, I, I'm just an unprofitable servant. And so it was a good reminder to me, just as we go through this time that, you know what, I don't deserve anything. And whatever I get is, is gravy. Uh, so. Well, that's good. That's really good stuff. I like that. Brett, how about you? Yeah, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's really good. I, um, mine was, uh, from just, uh, some stuff I'm reading outside of the Bible. I, I'm, I'm reading in the Psalms right now for, uh, devotions, but, um, mm. uh, I, I shared with the students that, uh, I've, I've been reading through this again, uh, Darwin on trial by Philip Johnson. And, uh, if, if you've never gone through it, it's, it's an excellent book. He, uh, he's he well he he just passed away i think like a year ago or within the last year but he was kind of one of the early leading uh intelligent design proponents and um uh he he was a lawyer and so that's that's why he calls it on trial he treats it as a, as as a court case but thorough research very very good this this was something interesting that i <clears throat> had uh, never come across so i i've been through th this was the by the way this this one's special to me because it was the first book on apologetics that I ever got on creation and evolution. Uh, and stuff. So really uh, helped me out immensely. A lot of it I didn't understand <laughs> when I first read it. <laughs> this is a long time ago. And, and now I, I can understand it a little bit better just being in the literature, you know, all after all these years, I guess, but um, there's the other stuff I still don't quite get, but anyway, so yeah, this was really cool. So uh, um, natural, he, he was saying how natural selection uh, is actually a, a, a tautology. And so um, I'll, I'll read what that is here in a second. Many of the most prominent neo-Darwinists have written at one time or another that natural selection is a tautology. Uh, it's really just a way of saying the same thing twice, which is interesting. Huh. In, in this formulation, the theory predicts that the fittest organisms will produce the most offspring. And it defines then the fittest organisms as the ones which produce the most offspring, so, uh, which I never realized before. And uh, he's, he's got quotes of leading uh, Darwinists uh, for, in history, uh, J.B.S. Haldane and Ernst Mayer even, George Gaylord Simpson even, uh, talking about how that's what it is. I, I, so uh, um, the, the fittest organisms uh, produce the most offspring. Okay, well, define fittest organism, the ones who produce the most offspring. So it's uh, very interesting. And uh, so, so, yeah, I, I found that, uh, it, you know, like I said, fascinating. And uh, another thing, too, I guess, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how fit you are as far as, you know, if I can fly or I can do something that the, the rest of my species can do. Um, I could have certain traits that, that make me... Uh, uh, more, uh, what do I want to say, athletic or whatever, but it's it's not going to matter unless I produce the most offspring. So I don't mm. know. Found that pretty yeah, interesting. Right. I'm going to end up. We're we're talking about creation starting next week with the sophomores, and so I'm going to put some of that 
uh, that in there. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that that's I I just I, I find it interesting very often when you know it it seems like when you're reading stuff about naturalistic evolution and Darwinian theory and you know all the experts say and they say you know we always talk like that uh once once you start reading the stuff it's like wow there's some big words being used some impressive language being used but once you define the big yeah, words yeah. and you understand what the impressive language is actually saying more more often than not it, it turns out being not so impressive <laughs> it's one of those things that's like oh that's what you're saying or that's what you believe so oh what you're saying is non-living chemicals somehow came alive at some point you know so uh yeah, yeah. I try to encourage the students don't be uh don't be scared away by the impressive language and because when you i can pull out my biology textbook right now from college and i'll start reading through and it's like wow it sounds like that's true but then when you kind of start to uh unpack it it turns out being uh something that's more like a fairy tale so anyway and, yeah. and uh and, and we're all teachers so we all know once we start getting confused we just use big words that our kids don't understand exactly and, and yeah. say it with a, a confident and that's confident right tone you know and uh just, just a just a pretentious chuckle <laughs> <laughs> oh that was oh, one day you'll understand <laughs> some yeah, big some big words and then <laughs> yeah. hey, we yes, go and then we go do. read an article to figure out what the writing answer is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I'm> kidding <laughs> you're gonna be using those big words soon right doctor yeah, that's right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. congrats on that by yeah. the way yeah thanks thanks so yeah, uh excited. Next week so, you'll have your pocket watch and so that's right. <laughs> your pipe. So, and, <laughs> your um, I don't know if I don't know if you saw this on the on the post. So I, I update my you know my schooling information or whatever with you know the going to the doctoral program or whatever. The first response is Doctor Tiberius Ratza. I saw that the man, the myth, the legend, Old Testament thoroughbred out of grace, um, <laughs> and and a friend indeed, and his. He was the first to comment, and his comment was, "Really?" Question mark. <laughs> now like, uh, that the inflection obviously is perceived on my end because it was just letters. It could have been really, but also <laughs> I could. I, my first, my first read of it was like, "Really?" Like, oh man, maybe I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was really like, what's happening to my school? <laughs> like, <laughs> they oh. let you in. <laughs> Who are they letting in here? Yeah, this one didn't come through my desk. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, so fast. So I've been reading. Um, and when I say reading, I don't really mean reading with my eyeballs, but listening on. Uh, audible uh, an audiobook uh huxley's brave new world and um mm. that's one of those classics that i've read a bunch of articles about but never actually read myself <laughs> so i was like yeah. oh you know it was, it was free on audible for like their um i don't know their their like educational store or whatever where they have like free classics and i was like i, I should give this a run because i've read a lot of articles i feel like i've got the general gist of it but i feel like I should just do this and yeah. went better than now. So, um, so it's just really fascinating um, because the, uh, the, the slavery of people doesn't come through fear. It comes through pleasure. Mm -hmm. And by keeping yeah. people addicted to the pursuit of pleasure, they remain enslaved to the system. 
Um, and I, there was one article that I came across where it was um, uh, 1984 versus um, uh, Brave New World is which one seemed to be the more cultural, prophetic cultural assessment or whatever. And yeah. they were talking about how we seem to be a people who have, who have succumbed to uh, the enslavement of pleasure rather than fear of like the, you know, the system or, or whatever. And so it's been really fascinating um, just to, just to think about that, to think about the culture that we live in in which, you know, we just have so much and everything just, you know, by a click of a button through Amazon and it's there in two days. And if it's not there in two days, then we've been, you know, we're suffering, um, you know, and, and we've, we, we felt that as Amazon went down a little bit and we had to wait longer than two days for stuff, you know, for yeah. our essential or non-essential, however you want to define it, needs and whatnot. And so I don't know, I think it's just been a very um, thought-provoking read in light of this season in which all of our, like, uh, sources of pleasure, many of them have been removed. Like, the, our ability to eat food has been changed because of, you know, things closing down. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting read, and I'd recommend the free the free listen to anybody listening on Audible. So, and for yeah. those who don't who don't know, I know you guys do. Um, you know, Huxley was uh, an atheist and and a very uh, honest one. I, yeah. I would say, and not not that I'm suggesting if you're an atheist, you're you're dishonest. But what I what I mean by that <laughs> is, um, he 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 really he truly understood. Uh, most of the implications of his atheism, I would say, yes. and where that leads as far as morality goes. Um, and uh, I, I don't have it right now, but I can remember uh, in some of the, the, Nick, you remembered some of the summit material for, for Bible 12, there was a quote by uh, him and uh, his honesty about uh, his atheism and, and, and uh, one of the, um, what do I want to say? One of the, the, the strong, um, or what made it so attractive was was its uh, freedom then in the area of sexuality. Or I, you you can probably think of which quote I was thinking. It was he he had stated it very well, and I was like, wow, at least he's being very, you know, he's thought this through and he gets it and he understands it, uh, you know, rather than mm -hmm. oh, I just don't believe in God. It was kind of like the Madman poem or whatever, right? You right. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 He understood the implications of the atheism and how, even though he still wanted to embrace it and go with it, he understood it was going to cause some problems for society and culture. But yeah. so Huxley, yeah, he's, uh, I remember reading that back. Yeah. I think we had to read it at Taylor. You didn't read it at Taylor, Luke? No, but I didn't finish it, Taylor, either. They shut down before I got out. So okay. I, may have not, I may have not gotten to that uh -huh. class or that, that level. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let, hey, let's uh, let's transition into the uh, the main event event here, with with the overwhelming amount of time that we have left. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I don't, I don't know. I guess I've just been thinking a lot about like you know the ways in which the church might um, be impacted by this quarantine virtual church season, and. Um, and, and so, yeah, so I, I thought I'd be interested to hear from you guys and for us to, to think together. Um, in what ways do we anticipate this quarantine virtual church impacting the church? And is there something to like a theology of proximity, a theology of, of, of being close together and, and being physically present with each other? Um, is there something there that we need to 
be talking about? Um, is there is there any reason that people shouldn't just go on um, just watching something on their screen through their church on Facebook Live when we're able to meet together? So maybe just some initial thoughts from you guys on that, and um, and maybe we can dive into some other some other questions as well. Yeah, or thoughts about it. Yeah, so. I think. You know, as I was thinking about this, I think that uh, what we're doing right now with, you know, virtual church uh, really is what a lot of people have always done in person. Uh, I don't think the mindset is really all that different. They attend for the show on Sunday and then, uh, you know, bolt for mm. the door. Um, so uh, now people, mm. you know, tune in for the stream and then shut off the TV or shut off the phone. And it's kind of the same, same kind of mindset, you know, I'm, I'm there for the performance and the performance is over. Okay. I I'm done. Mm. Um, but I think something is, and, and I think, well, I hope, let me put it that way. I hope that we're realizing that we miss something when we don't connect with people mm -hmm. that, uh, that there's a reason why we're calling it, you know, virtual church that it's simulated church rather than the real deal. And it's it because church isn't, as you guys know, you know, church isn't the service, but uh, the people. And so without the interaction of the people, it's really not gathering of the church. It's, mm. it's virtual church. So <clears throat> it's a virtual gathering rather than the real thing. And so mm. I think to not, um, to not go back to meeting in person is to settle for, you know, a, a shadow of reality rather than, you know, the real substance mm. uh, to accept the, to accept uh, something that's, uh, you know, virtual reality rather than, you know, what, what we really need and want. Yeah. No, that's good. That's, those are really good thoughts. Really good thoughts. How about, how about you, Brett? Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> appreciate that, Nick. And hearing you say that it's, uh, Really, I guess uh, if so, I'm thinking of uh, somebody who, like you said, they they always do that, and um, uh, you know, or um, or if it's a if it's a person who who doesn't and who's used to going to church, I would say really, um, you know, if 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 we were if if I were to think that well, I could just continue this virtual uh, church. Um, it's really a lot like what we're experiencing with school in the classroom, isn't it? Um, for at least for us, uh, for students or for teachers, um, we see there is just an element that's, that's really missing there. And, uh, my goodness on Facebook, I see it all over. I can't wait to get back. You know, I miss my students so much and I can't wait to get back to normal and all this. Um, well, if, if that's going to be the case with things like school and the classroom, of course, it's going to be like that with church as well. Um, and, and I think uh, even, even to uh, um, a more significant level, um, I, I've been, fortunately, I, I've been blessed to be able to, for the past few weeks, go uh, uh, to church um, because we're just defying the law. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going, we're, we're, uh, we're, fortunately, we are able to meet um, at our sort of our secondary place um, in, in uh, Churubusco. And it's, it's our, our, our building. We don't have our normal services there. We meet at the school, uh, but we meet at our building. There's about seven of us and, and we stream the, the service. 
And uh, I wasn't doing that for the first few weeks that we had to start doing that. And um, I, of course, I missed it, uh, but I didn't realize until I got there. And I was there with even just seven people. You know, uh, I was like, man, I, it, when I left, it was like, I needed that. Mm. I, I needed that, that uh, to be in, you know, even though we were distancing, but um, there was really something that I realized I had been missing. And, and I think when we're away from church, uh, it sort of subtly, maybe if, if it's the right word, desensitizes us to uh, that, that, that need that we actually all have or should have in the body of Christ. Um, and, and that's to be gathering together. And, and to, uh, there, there's just something about it that's different than worshiping on your own or, or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's, that's really good, too. Um, yeah, so when I started thinking about this, uh, I suppose it kind of came in a couple different waves, and each wave kind of had like a different angle um, to it. But uh, so I think about like, what is the role of physical touch and physical interaction that we experience like outside of church and the gathering of, of people? And, and I was just let, allowing that to like see a little bit of God's creation design. And um, a couple, a couple days ago, my sister-in-law, my wife's sister, uh, she has had her first baby. And um, so like super exciting. And, uh, and so they have a, one of the pictures that they sent us, they're down in Texas. Um, but one of the pictures they sent us was of my sister-in-law and, um, and, and a little baby girl, you know, just on her, do, they do the skin to skin time. I mean, we've, we've all got kids. We know that like, as soon as baby pops out, you, you dry it off, give it a one, two, look over or whatever. And then you, you put it on for the skin to skin, you know? And, and, and I, I was thinking about that. And so I actually looked at like, um, some of the things that, that happens with skin to skin and for the baby, it, it says that better able to absorb and digest nutrients, better body temperature, cries left less often, demonstrates improved weight gain, um, more stable heartbeat and breathing, higher blood oxygen levels, long-term benefits such as improved brain development function, um, as well as parental attachment. Um, they, they have, uh, they sleep better at night, better thermal regulation, stronger immune system. Um, so, so all of these like really physically healthy things are, are correlated to the skin to skin time. Um, and, and, you know, I think about, uh, even within, you know, the, obviously the, the marriage of, of one man, one woman that like physical intimacy is something that like cannot be replaced virtually. There's something in God's design, um, that is supposed to be happening, um, in the physical presence of, of one another. And so um, I think that that's been just kind of like this, this interesting um, thought about just our, our need in some of our other familial relationships. And then considering that ch the church is a family, we're supposed to be a family. When, when I go there, I'm, I'm with brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, you know, I, th I think about you know, what, what, what Paul says, that, that younger men are to treat their uh, older women as mothers and, and, and younger women as sisters in all purity and, and, and things like that. And, um, and I, as I was thinking through this, I actually gave the chapter on physical, uh, physicality a, a read from this book, Sensing Jesus by Zach Eswine. I read it years ago um, when it came out, um, but I thought I'd read it again and, and check this out. This is, this is one of the things that he talks about. Um, the role of physical touch within the family of God and, and the need for it to be there, obviously like appropriately 
And, and we know that we live in a world where there's so many abuses of what is appropriate, um, but we can't over counter the pendulum where, where there's something that needs to happen there. And so he talks about how um, he, he had to go visit, well, he went to go visit um, Betty, who was this old lady in his church. He's a young pastor. And Betty is this older widow. And, um, and it was the anniversary of her husband's death. Uh, he died 20 years before her. She asked if we could sit and talk for a moment. All of a sudden, the dam broke and the tears poured through. She crumpled into a small couch there in the greeting area. He says that we sat, she wept, my shoulder held her fatigued head and bolstered her, her heaving torso. I did not know what else to do and I prayed while she cried. Then let me read this next paragraph because it, it just really, I think, impacted me. Um, he says this, it turns out that there was nothing else to do. I had not imagined before how little a widow experiences touch as it was meant to be. Family members live at a distance and visit uh, sporadically. Beyond the pokes of medical people, the elderly often enter a famine of touch as if dwelling in the desert years of their lives. Upon whose shoulder does a widow lean when she grieves the loss of her hus husband she loved? Only once was I that shoulder for Betty, and that is probably how it should be. But it reminded me that the role that we play for one another in community, my shoulder was safe and strong. For a moment, it, brother it, was it brotherly pillowed her genuine grief. I hope one day a gospel shoulder might kindly let me lean upon it amid my own fainting for the loved one I lost as I too wait for heaven's glad reunion in Jesus to find me. And so I, I think that that also helped me as well to think about like some of the, some of the folks, like, you know, we have our family in our homes, um, but not everybody does. And right now, like there might be some, some widows, some elderly um, some single people um, that are living on their own um, that that might be missing out on some of the familial interactions that God designed us to have that the church supplies where there's lack within a particular home. Is that, is that making sense? Any, any thoughts on that or, or responses from you guys? Or? I think it's, uh, well, there, there was a lot in that, it really good, uh, uh, and stuff I, I don't think we, I think we, we don't often think about it and make those connections, and um, you talking about the baby and, and things like that, um, uh, <laughs> interesting, I, I talked about the, the, uh, the Dahmer <laughs> documentary that we watched, and uh, um, they had brought up that, because they're trying to figure this guy out. And uh, they brought up the fact that um, as a, a as a baby, he really wasn't touched or held that much, and and it, it had something to do with um, he uh, he had some physical, uh, or maybe he was born early or something, and the mom was like, you know, just don't you know didn't want people touching him, even herself. So they were trying to figure out did that have something to do with it, you know? Uh, but but it, it just got me thinking about. I know there's been all kinds of studies with even with monkeys. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and like they have that that physical contact, or is it with like some kind of a what was it, some sort of a robot mom? Yeah, they <laughs> put like a they put like a a metal monkey yeah. figure, mm -hmm. and yeah, and what what they like died or were yeah didn't do well. They didn't do well. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, right, right. It's very interesting stuff. It, so yeah, it does. It seems like we've been designed um, to, to, uh, to need that or, or to make that a normal part of our, our existence. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and our reality. And 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 we can even see this um, again in other areas outside of Christianity and the church. I'm thinking about. Um, uh, oh, more recently, I've seen on like CNN and stuff. You know, there's people that are standing. Well, not right now because of COVID, but <laughs> there there would be people like standing outside on the the sidewalk in New York, and it was like free hugs for yeah. LGBT, LGBTQ people or something like that. Free dad hugs or free mom hugs, you know. And huh. and uh, like people thought, oh wow, that's that's really great. And um, you know, I'll I'll be uh, vulnerable again here for a second, but I I even in my own life, um. You know, let's say, uh, you know, in the past, Brittany and I have, uh, we got into a fight or something and, you know, it's cold shoulder for, for a, a day or two or whatever, you know, yeah. and uh, um, there isn't a lot of that physical touch. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm okay until either one of my girls comes and hugs me or until the next time Brittany and I hug. And then it's like, Wow. I needed that, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like, it just, it did something. It was like, oh my goodness, I, I missed that. It's, it's weird, I, but I don't know, just from my own personal experience. Yeah. Huh. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And I, I think even as I'm thinking about who you're saying, Nick, as well, just the, the fake virtual is not the real thing. It's an alternative and just how, how we're still able to like manipulate our backgrounds on zoom, you know? Um, and put, uh, I was looking at zoom backgrounds actually during some of my office hours <laughs> and, uh, and zoom their website, they offer a bunch of backgrounds that are like clean, polished offices and stuff like that. And it's just like creating that facade. That's not the right. real thing. Yeah. And, and how we still have the ability to like present ourselves in an inauthentic way. Yet when you're together in real proximity, um, you can't do that. I mean, even with like, um, sharing, sharing a common bad smell together is something that's like experienced together, you know? Um, and it's, it, it, and so the, the screen distances you. So if I smell a bad smell, if you smell a bad smell or whatever, we are disconnected because we're not sharing even, even the, the, the the common smell together. And and so I think there's a lot of facets to, to this and and to the the authenticity the real shared experience um even you know i mean we 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 work with people and and you guys i mean you you know that when you sit and you're talking with someone with a student who's struggling you see more than just the words that come out of their mouths or or you know whatever their screen you know you you see the the leg that keeps bouncing up and down you see the the hands that keep fidgeting you see you know, the flushness and cheeks, you see all of those things that you, you just can't grab through a screen as easily. And so you're less able to really, I think, interpret and, and discern and be able to lovingly minister to people in it. Yeah. Nick, you were going to say something? I was going to say, and that's incredibly difficult um, you know, virtual is, is easy. As you said, you know, we can mani- manipulate the background, show people what we want to see, mm-hmm. what we want them to see. But man, think about how many people really, really know me and know yeah. the inner recesses of my mind and my heart, yeah. you know, and, and who really knows that? I mean, my spouse, you know, maybe my kids as they get older, 
But man, to think about that, I mean, that is terrifying for most of us to, to be that open and that vulnerable, I think mm. is incredibly, I, I'm speaking for myself, I probably, but I think for many people as well. I mean, that's incredibly different, difficult just to bear ourselves open and, and allow people to, to see into that. Um, yeah. You know, I, um, Nick, I don't remember when this came up, but we were at school. Um, but, uh, we had been talking about something that had come up about just sort of this rise of, of anxiety issues in, in our culture and in the world today. And, um, a possible link between um, so much use of uh, social media mm -hmm. and, and how that seems to be taking the place of real face-to-face -face relationships, in-person relationships. Mm -hmm. um, I would say media in general. What's that? I would say media in general. Yeah. yeah. That media screens in general lead to, you know, more our brain being, you know, overstimulated and lead to that, you know, that anxiety that has been produced within. So not even the, not even, I would say the social, I would agree with you that the social aspects, you know, where we can just worry about what people think about us on social media, but also <laughs> combine that with media and what it does to our physical brains um, as well, I think contributes to that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does it, and it makes, it makes you wonder, and, and I'm sure there's probably studies on this, but, um, a, maybe a lot of the anxiety comes from, we're so used to that safe, safe, virtual reality. And then when we get out into actual reality, uh, is where the anxiety comes and, uh, you know, uh, having to be in school um, and, and to have people really see you and, and mm. just be around. So sort of the social anxiety and, um, uh, and then mm. having to get up and speak in front of the class or whatever, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder if, if uh, getting so used to the virtual and the social media cripples us then mm. when it comes to right. actual reality. And, and if that's true, then then that would seem to indicate um that that's not right to to be lacking of that real physical uh, yeah in-person relationship yeah that's a good insight yeah yeah that's really good it's really good i was intrigued by it it seems like this isn't just something that that we need but that you know as i i will uh honest honestly say you know when you sent us the theology of proximity i was like okay uh i need some more information on that so i i googled it and uh just um you know there's an interesting article about how this was not this isn't just our need but this is our god's need that jesus in his flesh you know uh mark 3 talks about the apostles and him calling the apostles to them to send them out and give them authority but the interesting thing about it is a very quick statement and it says, and they, and he called them to be with him and to send them out mm -hmm. in authority. So it's interesting that 
the that Jesus also valued right them just being with him and that presence and that relationship of just being together uh, was really yeah. interesting to me yeah that's yeah that's really good no that, that's really good and and we see Jesus calling his disciples to be with him but then you know I think of um, just all the times that Jesus healed you know he we have occasions where he would heal from a distance from afar he's right. God so we know we know that he can do that but how many times do we see him touching the eyes of the blind person touching the ears of the deaf person uh, touching the leper in his healing process and he didn't need to do that and he still did right. that um, and chose that physical touch um, for some reason in the midst of his healing and mm. I think there's something for us in that yeah so hmm. yeah and what a validation better. what a validation of the humanity of the leper right for him to oh yeah to to break all those boundaries when they are calling out as they should run clean, but he yeah. touches them, right. To heal them. Man, that's, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, and validation of his humanity too. I wonder if, uh, if there was something in Jesus, you know, that as a human, that, uh, mm. that yes, right. Well, um, but I, I love, I love that story. Cause as, as you guys have heard it, uh, before, um, you know, of course, what normally would happen is the leprosy would infect the person who touched <laughs> the yeah. leper, but Jesus infected, so to speak, uh, yes. leper <laughs> and uh, yeah. being clean. It's a good testimony good. of the deity then. So, yeah. That's good. Right. Nice. Well, hey, gentlemen, um, we have, we've probably gone a little bit longer than we did last week <laughs> so even though i i said right. maybe we could go like 35 ish minutes and uh and here we are but I, huh? I, I don't even know how long has it been <laughs> i'm on quarantine time right now <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 dark time and loud time <laughs> yeah, right. yeah and and you know what and sun's you know, still I, up <laughs> i've got the time rolling here on my clock Woo! and uh yeah. and i tell you what I, I saw it and i just didn't care <laughs> this is why i just didn't care number one the yep. conversation's been it's been dang good fellas and uh and so i've enjoyed it and i didn't want to stop it and the yeah. second thing is the people listening you got the time <laughs> so, yeah. so i don't i don't need to acquiesce to your short attention right. Right. and i'll say it huh? that's right <laughs> and they they can always you know listen to this at two times the speed anyway so that's yeah. right that's right and, and the the irony is the people who are even hearing this part right now or the people who went the distance. So cheers right. to you. If Impressive. you're hearing us, if you're hearing yes. us rail on the people who bowed out <laughs> 10 minutes in. Cheers <laughs> so, to you. Cheers, cheers. to you. Cheers yes. to you. All right. And with that, we say so long with episode two. <laughs>